Section 3 of The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors, Volume 3, by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Life of Guru Arjan, Chapter 3 when the tank and temple were completed there were great rejoicings the enormous exertions and personal sacrifices made by Bais buddha bhagtu and bahilo are specially mentioned one day as they were all bathing guru arjan shed tears on seeing the state of their bodies as a result of their labours the guru said with mournful voice that as the tank had been constructed by such devout and sincere sikhs all sins should be removed and all desires fulfilled by bathing in it and duly worshipping god he who batheth herein having meditated on his god shall be completely restored to health he who batheth in the tank of the saints shall obtain salvation he who meditateth on god's name shall not die or suffer transmigration he to whom god is merciful is thoroughly acquainted with divine knowledge guru nanak hath entered god's sanctuary he hath removed all my cares and anxieties the following was composed by the guru on the same occasion god himself hath given the support of his lotus feet he who entereth god's asylum shall ever be renowned god is the preserver unequalled holy is his service the divine guru hath made ramsdaspur god's empire ever and ever meditate on god and no obstacle shall thwart you nanak by praising the name the fear of enemies fleeth away the guru wrote the following on the completion of the har mandar by repeating god's name i have made god's temple ye saints and worshippers sing god's praises remember remember the lord your god and ye shall be released from all your sins by singing god's praises the supreme position is obtained his word is the best the savour of divine knowledge is very sweet when the tale of the ineffable is told good the juncture true the time and moment when i had the immovable foundation laid o slave nanak when god was merciful everything was completed the instruments of joy continually play the supreme being hath taken his abode in my heart the performance of the work of the true one under the guru's instruction is best of all by it false doubts and fears are dispelled the guru hath spoken the divine word on continually hearing it the mind and body are refreshed he whom god hath made his own hath obtained all happiness in his house are the nine treasures his garners are filled with god's name which he loveth nanak the servant who is fully fortunate shall never forget god when god the lord of the umbrella affordeth shelter all trouble departeth the abode of sorrow and sin hath fallen and the work hath succeeded when the lord god ordered it misfortune was averted and true religion and charity flourished ever meditate on this god whether sleeping sitting or standing the treasure of excellences the sea of happiness the lord is in sea and land in the nether and upper regions o slave nanak there is no shelter except in god my house hath been constructed my garden and tank have been constructed 
may god enter therein my heart hath become glad my friends and associates rejoice and sing songs of praise and gladness to the lord they have sung the true god's praises meditated on him and obtained all their desires they who are attached to the guru's feet are ever awake in their hearts resound god's praises when the lord who dwelleth in happiness casteth a look of favour this world and the next are arranged nanak representeth ever repeat his name who supporteth soul and body the emperor akbar's new prime minister raja birbar a learned and accomplished man was on religious grounds hostile to the guru and jealous of his daily increasing influence and popularity the minister was a great favourite of the emperor who desired to have him always by his side he is said to have been capable by the force of his intellect of telling the emperor his secrets at any time his energy blazed for a while but it was only the expiring flicker of the lamp on account of his hostility to the guru evil days came upon him on the failure of zain khan koka in his expedition against the yusuf zais birbar was ordered to proceed to him with reinforcements before his departure he received a written permission from the emperor to levy a tax of a rupee on the house of every khatri on the way he crossed the bias and sent his agents to collect the tax in amritsar the khatris there refused payment and complained to the guru he represented to the prime minister's agents the tax is on khatris we are sikhs and look for exemption up to the present the government has never imposed forced labour or taxes on the guru's house my kitchen is kept open by the offerings of sikhs and saints no one has refused access to it take as much corn and food as you require but i have no money to give you i live on confidence in god the agents repeated this speech to the prime minister who became furious on hearing it he said i am a commander of many men how dareth the guru disobey me moreover i bear the emperor's order even if it be the guru's house it is for sikhs and not for me to reverence it upon this birbar sent some soldiers to the guru with the following message thou art a khatri a subject and in every way subordinate to the state if thou come to meet me it will be well otherwise i will sack the whole of thy city the soldiers went but were dumbfounded in the presence of the guru divining their object he thus addressed them my friends i care not for any one nor do i fear any one let raja birbar come and do what he pleaseth the creator will protect me the soldiers fearing the guru's words and also their master's wrath went and falsely told him that the guru would come on the morrow raja birbar said what mattereth it if ye be a saint or an object of reverence or even very old if he have not fear of me well if he come not to-morrow i will sack amritsar that night the raja never slept through perturbation of mind meanwhile another order arrived from the emperor telling the raja to make haste and proceed with his troops by forced marches to unite with zain khan against the yusuf zaris the raja was much disappointed on receiving this peremptory command as it left him no time to wreak his vengeance on the guru 
he ordered his staff to remind him of the guru on his return and said that if he did not then get a rupee from each house in amritsar he would raise the city to its foundations as the sacrificial fire flames up when clarified butter is thrown on it so did the raja's spirit burn at the recollection of the guru's language when the sikhs communicated to the guru the raja's wrathful words he merely said if the raja return he will give us trouble zain khan the commander-in-chief and raja birbar held divided councils they were attacked and defeated by the yusuf zais zain khan escaped with difficulty but birbar was slain prithi chand in alliance with sulahi khan found ample opportunities of annoying the guru wazir khan the emperor's assistant prime minister interposed on the guru's behalf and prevailed on sulahi khan to bring the contending brothers to a compromise the reason why wazir khan espoused the guru's cause is said to have been the following once as he was lying ill in his house in lahore suffering from dropsy a sikh passed by singing the guru's sukhmani as wazir khan listened his pain decreased when the sikh had gone beyond hearing the pain appeared again when he returned by the same route singing the same strain wazir khan's pain was again allayed he called the sikh and requested him to continue to seek the sukhmani for him he then distributed sacred food in the guru's name and was soon restored to perfect health when he found an opportunity he visited the guru told him the whole circumstance and became a devout follower of his wazir khan until his death retained sikhs in his service to sing the guru's hymns for him every morning before daybreak a time which the sikhs called the ambrosial hour when wazir khan solicited the guru to give him instruction the guru addressed him the following o servant of god the inscrutable cease to think of worldly occupations become the dust of the feet of poor travellers thus shall the darwesh be accepted at god's door make truth thy prayer faith thy prayer carpet chasten desires and subdue thy feelings make thy body the mosque thy conscience the mullah and the very pure god thy creed make thy sharia the practice of real sacred law make thy tarikat the search for god and abandonment of the world make thy marifat o devotee the chastening of thy mind and thy hakikat the meeting of god by which thou shalt not die again make the restraint of thine organs of action and perception from evil ways thy hearty practice of the precepts of the koran and sacred books make subjugation of the five thieves thy sadak charity thy suburi and thou shalt be accepted make kindness thy maka humility thy fasting implicit obedience to the word of thy priest thy heaven the service of god thy huris thy nur and thy perfume and god thy lofty hudra he who practices truth is a kazi he who chasteneth his heart is a haji he who banishes satan is a mullah and he who praiseth god is a darwesh at every time and on every occasion remember god the creator in thy heart make the subjection of thy ten organs the rosary by which god is remembered in thy heart good conduct and great restraint over thyself thy circumcision know in thy heart that everything is for the moment sports banquets and sodalities are all entanglements kings rulers and nobles are perishable god's gate alone is the stable place 
let first god's praises second patience third mildness fourth almsgiving fifth the five evil passions restrained in one place be thy five most precious times of prayer make the knowledge that god is everywhere thy daily worship the abandonment of evil deeds the water-pot in thy hand the knowledge that there is but one god thy call to prayer such a muazin shall have an excellent reward what is honestly obtained eat thou as thy food wash away thy filth in the river of thy heart he who recognizeth his peer is the man for heaven azrael will not keep him in hell make good works thy body faith thy spouse and obedience to god thy pleasures and spectacles purify what is impure make god's presence thy hadis let a complete body be the turban on thy head let a mussulman be soft-hearted and wash away the filth of his heart let not the pleasures of the world approach him and let him be pure as flowers silk clarified butter or deerskin he is the object of the kindness of the kind one who is a man the manliest of men he is a shaikh a chief of shaikhs and a haji the man on whom god's look of favour falleth is his slave power belongeth to the omnipotent kindness to the kind one the attributes and love of the merciful are unfathomable understand god's order which is true o nanak and thou shalt be released from thy prison End of section three.